Hey, all you cool ghosts and gremlins. Welcome to episode 179 of the Collector's Quest podcast. In this episode, as is tradition, because it's October, we're talking about 13 collectible Halloween games. I think we got a good mix this year. We got cheap stuff, we got expensive stuff, we've got obscure stuff. Hopefully it's not just Resident Evil and Silent Hill. So tell your mom about the show, give us five stars on iTunes, and let's go. back to another episode of collector's quest i'm tyler here with johnny and stefan what's going on guys hey moose i <laughs> johnny I'm, I'm 32 years old i don't get your reference which is probably from the 80s yeah probably great so there yeah, you're moose. not gonna tell me so someone message me and tell me what hey moose is from because you Google Hey Moose. Moose and you get like bam, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Hey. Also, we have we have listeners younger than me, Johnny, who you are also disenfranchising with your Hey Moose reference. Hey, they all know I'm the old guy. They are on board or they don't care because they are young and aloof and don't give a shit about me. That's fine. This is how we're, we're not here to please the them. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we did I, I it. I think it's as strong, just as strong a start as anything else. Yeah. I Johnny, mean, we've I definitely to, I, had worse openings. I have to tell you a story that just happened, actually. So okay. I, and you'll appreciate this as the other, the other parent in the room. So Piper uh, went with her grandmother today, just like out. She just showed up and wanted to take her out. And I was like, sure, whatever. So <clears throat> they went off and shopped. And uh, Carolyn bought Piper this little like gumball machine, probably like, you know, maybe... It was, it's like a mini machine, but it had full-size gumballs in it. So maybe like 25 gumballs. Okay. And, yeah. uh, I got one of these as a kid myself. Yeah. And uh, Piper's never had gum before in her life. So I was like, okay, that was Wait, uh, an interesting gift. Piper's uh, five, right? Yeah. Oh, so she, well, she's six. Yeah. She's six. She's never had yeah. gum. She just never had six, right? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Children do things for the first time sometimes, Johnny. Yeah. So she's never had gum. Yeah. It says so, guy without a kid. Thanks. So, Thanks so for give the her, insight. So we give her... <laughs> So we give her one piece and uh, earlier today and, and it w- went successful enough. Fine, whatever. So, uh, but I didn't really keep track of like where that gumball machine was. So I just walk out right before we started recording. I was going to go fix her dinner and I look at her and <laughs> she's got like her whole face. She looks completely swollen. And for a second, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my daughter? She had taken all of it. What? Yeah, all the gumballs. Every piece of gum and shoved it in her mouth. Ex- outstanding. As she should. And she looks at me and she like tries to smile, but it doesn't really work out because she has a mouth completely full of gum. That, you know, every kid has that uh, rite of oh. passage. Oh, so, so funny. So, so funny. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. That's so my non sequitur for the day. All right, I'll sequitur us back. Okay. Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah, I guess it has to be, right? If there's a non sequitur, sure. this is a sequitur. Sure. The episode. Hey guys, it's that time of year again. Snow is on the ground. Presents are under the Nope, that's wrong holiday. It's Halloween time. Whoa! It's spooky. Whoa. It Ooh, feels like ghost. it. Time moves in a way spooky that's so ghost. easy to tell these days. Yeah, I know. Uh <laughs> Especially when you live in a seasonless country like Los Angeles, 
and you're just like, oh, I guess the weather changed. Maybe. Nope. Still hot. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's that time of year where we're into uh, going to be the middle of October. By the time this episode comes out, it will have been my birthday. Best time of the year getting towards Halloween. So we're doing the Halloween episode. Woo. Episodes. Yeah. We're going to have three question mark. Two. Just two. Just two. Damn. Just, All right. Just two. Yeah. Dose. Three is too much. You you get too angry when we're doing three. You're like, there's too much content. I don't have blah, blah, blah. And you start well, complaining. I don't get angry at content. Didn't you, we have three do, set up? Are, we're doing this one, which is just horror games. We're doing the, the secret next episode, which is a history episode. Didn't we have a third that's one? That's it. That's, yeah, it. that's it. Just the two. We that's how we uh, this is uh this is so you want to collect Halloween four. Four. This is number four. Yes, so if you want to collect the movie Halloween 4, this is what that's all yeah, about. No, this is yes. Halloween games. This is Halloween for all you VHS themed. collectors. Halloween, yeah, <laughs> all of you VHS. <laughs> you know, there's also a Halloween comic, because Tyler's like, Johnny talks about comics too much, so I figured I'd throw one out there real quick. Thanks. Um, yeah, so Tyler's complaining to everyone I know. He's like, well, Johnny, I'm comics. What? Do I, is all I do complain about the This show? is a new Tyler voice for you, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, this Tyler now is complaining about now. everything. This talk, this how I talk. <laughs> Johnny this is, is in rare form tonight, everyone. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I got some weird energy. Even my wife's like, you're a little weird tonight. And that's hard to hear when you're like normally like kind of weird all the time. When your wife's like, this is a little extra. You're a little extra today. And I'm uh, like, mm, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. I that, see that. that tracks. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So we're doing the Halloween episode. Guys, we got 13 Halloween games coming for you. Each of us hosts are going to talk about some games. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, some of their details. Not so much if they are collectible. This is if you were to go buy them. So we'll have some price, some general fun facts, and, you know, just a, a little bit about the game. It's not, they're not, we're not going super deep. We're just telling you some. Uh, there's... Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games that you could loosely connect to Halloween. I know I'm doing it every single day of my life. Uh, and we're going to talk to you just about 13 of them that we have not previously talked about on a Halloween episode before. They may have been mentioned offhandedly other times. So don't at me because you heard it once on an episode. We do. We go like three hours a couple of times a month and uh, we're bound to get some overlap. All right. Isn't there only one Halloween game on Atari? Are there other Halloween games? Um, no, but there's other places you could find Michael Myers. Oh, so we're going Halloween adjacent games. So all games related to Michael Myers or like ripoffs of Michael Myers. I mean, we could, but that's not what we're doing here. Oh, um, okay. Way, way to keep track. What? All right. Yep. Hey, <laughs> I just looked for up that, the price of could... a sealed Halloween VHS tape. There's not even one on eBay, guys, but Halloween Holy 2 shit. is like $3,000. Holy God. Halloween uh, 2 is a terrible movie. Well, I imagine this is not the time to buy that movie, so. No, uh, no. Uh, yeah, also, you're correct. Not 2021 to... is not a good time to buy VHS tape, Stefan. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you know, I also was talking about October 6th. So, you know what else is not a good time to buy VHS tapes ever, ever, ever? Uh, I mean, just to unless... be fair, everyone who bought any of these, except for the ones that are selling for thousands of dollars, which literally none of them might be selling, they all paid 25 cents for them. So, you know, That's not true. the worst purchases in the world, Johnny. No, look, if you're flipping and making money, I just, you like anyone out there who's like, 
I would spend $3,000 on Star Wars, the VHS tape. It's the red label. It says Fox on the side. I'm very excited about this copy. No, knock it off. Don't do that. Just fucking stop it. You're just Nerd. jealous, Johnny. You're jealous Nerd. of the VHS. I'm definitely the, the not. The Fox CBS original I release with the special. 100. The, the, the flap boxes? is like a Tyler, different color. Tyler, are those the silver boxes you're talking about? Because those are second prints, and you can't actually find out because these ones were actually no seal. So if somebody says they were sealed, they're lying to you. Hey, Johnny, this is taking some interest out of video games, so just be grateful. That's that, true. It, I am not like I don't know how much, but there is some amount of people spending money on this that are not spending money on video games now because it's that's the newest true. Because people well, investors trends. like yeah, investors like that are jumping over. So keep keep going. You know what? VHSs are the hottest investment there is. And if I could give one piece of advice to those people who are interested in investing. I would say definitely look into VHS. They're a hot commodity in low quantities, and if you can find them sealed, you're going to make a bundle. Go get them. VHS tapes. My favorite part is that you can't get, you can only get movies from certain eras, because, you know, it's really fun that VHS ends at, like, a history of violence. Really good. Let's stop talking about VHS tapes. What are some horror games, Johnny? No, I don't know. I, I... Can't talk about it now. You know, it is actually a tradition. If you listen to any of our other So You Want to Collect Halloween Games episodes, you will find that we sidetrack so hard that you're like, is this, how could this possibly be an episode related to Halloween games? They don't all need to be horror. In fact, my first game that I'm going to talk about is not a horror game, Tyler. And And I'll start us off. And, you know, it's a little game that I'm not sure you've ever heard of. Um, stop me guys. If you've heard of this one fest, I think how is this said, uh, fester's quest for the NES. That's a pretty rare one. I think that's usually up there with, uh, like the Taito games. People are always looking for that. Yeah. So, um, the funny thing about this game is that it's made by Sunsoft and that's not the funny thing. Everyone's like, oh man, this Sunsoft game, like. The Towers of the World are like, yeah, it's cool, but where's your first print? I want the first print. Yeah. And the first print is actually the U.S. copy. Weird, because it was never printed in Japan. There was no Japanese Fester's Quest. There is a European one, which came out a month after this one in 1989. Uh, I think this one came out in October. That one came out in like December of 89. So there you go. Fester's Quest. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the game and its prices, though. This game, it sold over a million copies. It's all over the place. It got like pretty middling reviews, but this game still sold gangbusters. Everybody had this game and parts of the game are like super dumb and hard. And then other parts like directly after the really hard parts are very easy. It's super inconsistent. Um, And that's uh, as the reviews reflect. But um, as someone who had this as a child, I was just like, man, I just have to try and beat this. And you go into the sewer at the very beginning of the game, and it's it's just hard. Um, but because this game sold so many, and whether people liked it or hated it, still sold a million, you can find this game pretty easily. It's very common. You can get it for 20-ish dollars on like the lowest of the low end, and about $45, maybe even as high as 50, but like that 40 to $50 range if you're getting a nicer copy. And you can still find box copies of this game. But beware. Whoa. There's a poster. So get the one with the poster. Don't don't buy the one without a poster. Go get the poster, guys. 
Johnny, I've got a question. Um, yeah. Related to how the hell this game is so popular. I don't what know. What was going on with the Adams family? This game came out in 1989? Yep. What was going on with the Adams family in 1989? Um, I think talks of the movie were were in place, but I don't think the Adams family actually had their movie until like 91, right? Because the pinball came out in 91, I think. Maybe, not, maybe 92. So the the movie probably came out in 1991 or 1992. We could look this up. We're in front of computers. But whatever. Yeah, it's 1992. <laughs> so this game is based on the old TV show. Yeah. Which I guess yeah. was like had reruns. It it is it's crazy in to me 70s. that this yeah. it would be like if a Leave It to Beaver NES game was like one of the best selling NES games. Well, like they have like bad Yeah, it, it's it's weird. I I don't It doesn't even have the license know. in the title. It's just like, oh, it's Fester's Quest, no. you know, from the Adams family. Yeah. Because it, yeah, just... it doesn't even say the Adams family. It's just Fester's Quest. And then on the I title mean... screen actually it says Uncle Fester's Quest. Oh, weird. Dude's pretty iconic though. I mean, like you put that guy on the front of the box, you know who we you, you, yeah, you know who that guy is. I mean, yeah, yeah but it, I, I think it, it takes courage to use a licensed property and not just make it like, oh, it's the Adams Family game. Because there are two other Adams Family's games that are just like, oh, it's the Adams Family game. What if it? What if it's unlicensed? What if they didn't get the Adams Family license and they're just licensed like, fuck it, starring Uncle, just like uh, no. But I mean, just like like if they didn't get the show license, Johnny. Like if they were just like, I mean, like, they they have Fester's <laughs> likeness. I mean, they have Fester's likeness down on this. Um. It's got a cool cover. It's got like lightning on it. It's got the Adams Family Mansion. It's got Fester very prominently on the front. So if you don't like the way Fester likes, you're gonna hate this because most of the game is his big dumb face. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what more is there to say about this game? Get the poster. Find a nice copy. If you don't have a nice is the copy, poster the box art though. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, of that man. It's got some wall? other stuff. Hey, who who cares? Just make sure you Ugh. get a complete copy, right? That's, that's what we're going for here. Yeah, I mean, it's that? also got some like shirts. It's also got a special offer for shirts and a hint book. And that's going to go to my other fun facts. Hey, guys, this one has a rare strategy guide uh, from the Sunset Sunsoft Perfect Guides. So there's one for Fester's Quest that you can find that goes for a price question mark. I think the last one I saw sell for 300 and I haven't seen one sell for a while because I kind of want it. Um so that's sad news. And then the other thing it has, it was also on the Play Choice 10. Did you know this, Tyler? That there's a Play Choice 10 version of this stupid game? I wouldn't have been able to name that off the top of my head because it's not a game I'd be interested in owning. So you know how the Play Choice 10 had those like stickers you put on the metal plate to like advertise for it? Yeah, for, they like, came with game the toppers, yet? yeah. Yeah, toppers, right. Um, so there's one for this, which goes for between like 50 and 90 bucks. So if you are a real big fan of this game, you can go get all these fun extras. Don't yeah. don't become an NES hint guide person. That's just a road that in 2021 oh. you do not want to start down that road. Uh don't become an NES hint guide guy from when? Do you know how many strategy guides I already own? Over, well, no, over no, I'm, I'm talking to the listener. Like you, you oh, have a, stuff I've to build made upon. Mistakes. If you were just starting to collect NES hint guides, there are so many of them that just don't come up ever. Ever, ever, like once I'm still have save searches for. And then like when you see it, you're like, do I really want to spend $500 on this shitty black and white guide? And if the answer is no, then go away from this. Run, run, children, run. So, uh, yeah. right. so it does say the Adams family in like the Adams family font on the title screen. So that is super weird. 
<laughs> they didn't put it on the box, but Nowhere. then put it like really small on the title screen. Yeah, it, it's like a weird game too. There's like UFOs weird. in it and stuff. It, yeah, yeah. the The back of the box does actually have like it says the Adams family and shows like the mansion, but that's like an in-game screen. So, yeah, it's this is Fester's Quest is a weird game. Um, it uses the Blaster Master engine. That's another fun fact for you. Oh. I never realized that. Yeah. That is a neat fact. See all these good little facts I have? Good facts, the rest of them aren't Johnny. Gonna be, the, the rest of them aren't going to be this hot, guys. So yeah. uh, <laughs> enjoy this one. And like, I wanted to make this one especially like fact-filled because it is the most accessible game we're probably going to talk about, especially for an old system. Like, You can buy a nice copy of this game, and it's like a pretty well-known, respectable game. 40 bucks. Get I'm going to disagree with you there, Johnny, but... What do you mean? I have a much cheaper game than Fester's Quest. That's iconic. As like, iconic as ask? Fester's Quest, sure. Sold sure. a million copies? <laughs> yes. Okay, alright. Fair enough, if you believe should that. Should we just segue right into it? We should. I mean, it's the only. it only makes sense right now to segue, Johnny. First Encounter Assault Recon Fear, a game that is worthless, but also amazing. What is that? I don't know what that what that doesn't first encounter words assault together. They, recon. It's not, yeah. Uh it's is it, it fear, like a space fear is game. an okay name for a game. Turning it into an acronym and calling it first encounter assault recon is a pretty cringy forced way to to do it. Yeah. Look at us, we've made fear. That's like a weird series too, because the like the numbering doesn't quite work and the games are a little bit different. Like it's Fear is a weird series. Am I remembering and I, this can't be no, I'm thinking of Thief, Thief Four. So uh, I was, I was thinking if Fear Three turned the A into a three, but it's Thief Four becomes Theof, I think. Anyway, good one, Johnny. Yes, Tyler Moose. <laughs> uh, I assume everyone listening to the podcast knows what Fear is. It's a first-person horror shooter game, but in right. a way, I would say is. More horror than NES that had any FPS that has come before it. So you like go into an office building and you're fighting clone soldiers and you have slow motion just like Max Payne where you could slow down time and shoot dudes. And all of that is great. But then there's also the other half of the game, which is super influenced by Japanese horror. There's this little girl, Alma, that follows you around the building. Like very clearly, she's just Sadako from Ringu. And yeah, absolutely. It, it uh, it, it's like really silent, and it uses a lot of just creepy audio cues. Uh, I mean, someone will come up with a counterexample that this isn't like the first real horror FPS. Um, but in games like you know System Shock, Doom Three, all this stuff. I'm sorry, like, you're not considering Doom. Like so, all that stuff that comes before it, all the horror is stuff that you just can shoot. It's like, oh shit, there's something scary. I'm gonna shoot a shotgun at it. This is the first game I remember where there's the shooting part, and then there's also, you know, uh, Alma, you can't shoot her. She just is there to fuck with you, basically. Huh. Okay. Uh, and uh, just to go back to what you were saying earlier, there is a fear. It's fear three with the three as the E. Yeah, I figured it was the E. Okay. Yeah. Great. I, I, I've i never played uh, the uh, the other two. And don't worry, when fear four comes out, the 
the A will be a four. That's so great. I hate that. That's a terrible. Why do people do that? It's yeah, like, I don't know. It's you so know dumb. who would do that? People who named their game First Encounter Assault Recon. Yeah. Th- and that's the problem with the cover of this game, right? That like, it tries to be like, look, we want to call ourselves Sphere, but we also kind of want to be like, maybe like something that isn't a horror game, but we absolutely are. They like, they're really trying to blend the genre, even on the cover. And it is not working for me. So you see like a guy in tactical gear with like an overly large tank gun. And then you see all in the background. I think this game is super good, Johnny. Uh, it is zero dollars on Xbox 360. Seriously has to be one of the cheapest Xbox 360 games. Uh, PS3 is 15 to 20 dollars. This was a later release on PS3. So I, I don't remember if I said, but it came out in 2005 on PC, 2006 on Xbox, and then 2007 on PS3. So this was old fucking news by the time it came out on PS3. I, I guess it's a horror game. Maybe it gets a bump from that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. So there's a couple of different versions of this. Are you going to talk about the versions? Uh, only on the platform that matters, the PC version, where this game actually came out and made a splash. There's there's like a gold edition, a platinum edition. Uh, there's a director's cut DVD version that comes in a brown box and, and a DVD version because in like 2006 or whenever that came out, having a game on a DVD was a pretty novel thing. Um, oh, this one's a DVD. I would personally just get the plain old regular box. Uh, which is like it's like fifteen dollars shipped is probably what you'll pay for it. Uh, so super cheap, cheaper than Fester's Quest, and I think you should buy it. Is there is there variants on the PlayStation, Johnny? Uh, there's a not anything like really worth going into. Okay, because um, <laughs> not, not anything. It, it's it's garbage. It, like it's all ten dollars. I mean there there is the uh, like one with the bonus DVD you can get, Ooh. and it talks about uh, oh god, what is it? panics also like but not not uh panics the way a normal human would spell it it's an acronym for something p period a period it's so stupid like why don't stop doing this stop trying to make they're like we've got this word we're really gonna make this so uh, work don't do that not a good practice i agree johnny that's fear Guys. it's cool it's cheap yeah. it's only small box it's not big box but go buy it anyway yeah, it's bullshit. Don't buy it. You know, here's here's my tip for you guys who might be buying PC games. If it's in a small box, put it in the garbage where it belongs. PC Man. big box or nothing. PC small box never gets respect. I don't understand why PC games are like, even among PC collectors, there's like, oh, 2004 happened. I can't buy any of these games now. It's so uh, yeah, weird well, and ridiculous. Like, they're bigger than most console games, but they're considered too small to collect it's a paradox <laughs> no uh, you might at that point you might as well just be going to target and get the ones on the back shelf in the dvd uh-huh. cases oh, man. <laughs> i mean you do you want some hidden object games don't make fun of them johnny i'm a fucking wackadoo i do what i want <laughs> i'm not here for big box pc collecting or small box pc collecting i'm out here on my own level doing my own thing Go get the PS3 Fear before someone hypes it. I imagine all these games are so common that their prices can basically never move. But you never know, Johnny. I mean, Fear 3 is actually the expensive one, especially if you get it in the Shield variant with uh, the the bonus DVD of Orphan in it, because Orphan and Fear go together like peanut butter and mayo. Cool. 
as uh, I don't know what they have. How much is yeah, the the so. Fear Three bonus DVD version? You're talking about like PS3. 10, yeah, it's like ten bucks. Oh wow! But the one the Shield version for but that's Fear Three, and that thing can get up to like 70, 80 bucks. It's dumb. It's a PS3 game. Anyways, Stefan's got a game too. He wants to talk about. Don't be afraid to talk about it. I got I got four games. Why would I be afraid to talk about it? It's not fear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll you. start with uh, Maniac Mansion: Day of the Tentacle. Does anyone Woo! actually call it that? Does anyone actually preface the Maniac Mansion? I mean, it's there in the it's there. It in is the in the title. I've it's, never. Yeah, heard it's right there in the title. Yeah. No, but it is in the title. It's written. Well, then written I'm going to start a trend now. I'm only going to call it Maniac Mansion: Day of the Tentacle. Uh, so yeah, the classic and beloved point and click from uh, Lucas Arts. Uh, I can't believe we haven't talked about this on a Halloween episode before. Cannot, cannot believe it. You know, I uh, at one point I'm I'll, I'm going to interject. I'm sorry, but at one point I used to ridicule you and Tyler for bringing up PC games so much. At one point, I think I called it Stefan and Tyler's PC Power Hour, um, <laughs> and I I was like I don't want to do this. And now I'm like, oh. you know what? Why should I have these fucking fake guardrails on these episodes? Let's talk about all of it. So yeah. uh, now I'm embracing it. Let's go. So Tell me more about this you know, beloved game no one's ever heard of. I would hazard to guess that every single person listening to this podcast, except for maybe Kate, if she's listening, um, has has probably played. Yes, has she, probably she played Day of the Tentacle. Sometimes she does. It's what? actually that how is far, that how is far a bold it? claim considering the wide age demographic. I think we appeal to. We usually get like a half an hour out of out of her. She'll listen to the first half an hour. We're still she she might be listening. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Day of the Tentacle, uh, beloved point-and-click, uh, adventure game, um, Tim Sh- one of Tim Schafer's games, I believe, yes. Tim Schafer and Dave Grossman. But, uh, but yeah, so they've got quite a few printings of this game. They released it on, uh, the 3.5 and, uh, the CD-ROM Enhanced Edition, which I'm sure means it's a talkie. Yeah, I get can't your imagine talkie. they had- I can't imagine they had uh, audio on the three five version. That would be insane, or the uh, uh, voice acting on, on their three five. That would be insane. You would have like five thousand three fives. Um, it'd be like a copy of OS two warp. Nobody, nobody gets no that. You ever no OS two warp had like uh, like a hundred and something floppies. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah, so those uh, released simultaneously. Um, and then, uh, but the, the addition that I kind of want to talk about the most is this cool triangle monolith shaped, uh, obelisk of a game. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's an, the obelisk version. Um, excuse me. Hold on. Sorry. Um, the triangle box though, right? Like, but that's, I'm I'm sure they do. Yeah. 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 Triangle is a two dimensional object. Yes. This is more of like a, I don't know. An Uh, obelisk. obelisk. I think obelisk obelisk is good. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this is the uh, it, it's a the CD-ROM version, the CD-ROM enhanced version as well. But the but the box is really what's the most charming thing about it. It is as we are describing a triangular obelisk. Um, this also happens to be Tim Schafer's uh, favorite version of this game or sh- favorite packaging. He has like three or four of them. I've seen it on his Twitter. So to um, be clear, it's like a tube in the shape of a triangle. It's not like Tomb Raider where the box is just a triangle. It's like this yeah, chunky, not like the greedy object. Yeah. Yes. That's like really think of an obelisk, not like a, it's not f- like a flat thing. It is 
much taller than it is wide. It's horrible. Yes. What retailer would ever carry this? So if you're it, looking at it looks at like a any, Jenga box almost. Yeah, if you're looking at any one front face, it looks like it's uh, a rectangle, but uh, but it is indeed triangular if you look at it from the top. Um, yeah, so these go for like 150 to 200 bucks, uh, except for that fancy the fancy pants triangle version which is closer to eight hundred dollars which is a hell of a jump um and it's not even that's yeah. not the first print even right yeah no it's the at least the second printing or third printing ish yeah yeah i've seen it described as limited release but i don't know when it came out yeah, There's I, also, uh, a, I mean, Day of the Tentacle is also one of the most like packed in, or like not packed in, but like uh, collected games in the LucasArts catalog. You, there's a, there's plenty of like, you know, there's a price club, uh, multi-packs and uh, all sorts of like, all sorts of like um, split discs and and that kind of thing that have this game it, on In the Lucas archive, one of the, like, I think it's in Lucas archives volume one or two. You know, it's yeah. like, it's around. If you if you want to play Day of the Tentacle, you can go play it. Also, I mean, the, it's it's on it's on Steam for one. Like, so you can just yeah, go that's the remaster though. That's like the remaster. Yeah. Well, the, maybe the original is on there too, but that, yeah. you can also get it on PS4. But the point stands: if you want to play this game, there's plenty of cheap and easy ways to play it. I had a I had a demo of this game. It was like a LucasArts sampler. Uh, actually, I think it was packed in with Loom. No, I'm thinking because I had the full version of Loom that came with my 486, and uh, I think I got a, a sampler for Day of the Tentacle as well. Good stuff. Good ones. Yeah, go play this right. game. It's good. It's it good is. stuff. Highly recommended. CQ stamp of approval. That's right. It's not just expensive. It's also good. Yeah. Woo. Um. All right, Tyler. Do you want to go to uh, your next one? Johnny, it's your turn. You have five, right? Would yeah, it, I have five. We we did this in the last circle. You know, it. Uh, this is also a throwback uh, because I did this to you last time, and you're like, "What? It doesn't make sense, Johnny. Why are oh you going two God. times okay. in a row?" All my games are 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 computer games that uh, now no one has ever heard of. That's not true, but uh, shout out to anyone who has heard of these. Personal nightmare, Johnny. What is that? Uh, Besides, nightmare I know what game. your personal nightmare is like me doing this, this to you episode. every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a game for Amiga, Atari ST, and DOS in America. Uh, okay. It is an adventure game developed by HorrorSoft, who is a spinoff of AdventureSoft, who you know because they developed the Elvira PC games and Woo. Waxworks. Uh, so... AdventureSoft, they made a bunch of text adventure games, and don't quote me, I believe Personal Nightmare is their first point-and-click graphic adventure game. Uh, it came out in between Maniac Mansion and Monkey Island, and it did not learn any of the lessons that, that like made Maniac Mansion a... I'll call it a good game, even though I think it has some problems. It's a very early point-and-click game, which means it's bad, is what I'm trying to say, and has nonsensical puzzles. How dare you? But the the quote-unquote cool thing about it is, for some reason, in the game, the Horasoft logo has Elvira in it. So when you boot up yeah. the game, it has Elvira. And then on like load screens and stuff, there's Elvira. And the American box of the game, it just says, 
at the very top, it's almost like uh, like an author who doesn't matter at the top. It says dot 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 a personal nightmare in just plain black text, box. and then the box just says horror soft with Elvira on it, and it's literally just trying to sell you the game based on Elvira. It's so it's such yeah. a weird box. Yeah, it's, it's basically got Elvira. Company. Yeah, it's got Elvira in a super chesty position. Um, Never. And then the the bo- the actual box art for it is like slapped onto the bo- onto the bottom under the logo box office. It's great. Uh, I I want this game for this box. If I buy this game, I'm buying this box and not the other one. Not the first UK print, Johnny. Which I think is no. I'm guy. buying the cool one. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I mean it's. It looks creepy and atmospheric and somewhat gory, but also no one plays games anymore, so it doesn't really need to actually be a good game. Um, and also the European box art is just like a guy screaming. It's pretty bad. So yep. uh, there's one copy in Poland. It's the American copy, uh, the American version for $150. And then there's an incomplete UK Atari ST copy for $40. And I'm just going to say that's about the prices you would expect to pay for a game that's pretty rare and absolutely no one cares about like personal nightmare. Yeah. I mean, that's a game that they can just charge whatever. Cause there's not that many. And if someone wants it, they are probably paying that price. I mean, so like if the guy in Poland who has one, put it just like doubled his price. He's just like, I don't, it's 300 now. Like the same person who would buy that would probably just have to like, like if they yeah, really wanted it, they're probably going to eventually have to pay it. <laughs> That's why yeah, people are buying these WADA games. They're just like, I bought it for $75. Uh, is there another one for sale? All right. $8,000. Let's see if anyone pays it. It's a perfectly, I don't want to say fine or acceptable strategy, but it is a, a strategy. It's a thing people do. You got any more fun facts besides like Elvira being their logo is the most awesome thing. They're like, Elvira to them was a bigger selling point than their whole game, which is amazing. Uh, it's pretty funny. I think the, the plot of the game is that, uh, you're, you're stuck in a nightmare. What a surprise. I think your town goes mad and you have to like kill everyone in your town who's possessed by the devil. It sounds pretty grim. Uh, is the twist at the end that you were the one who was possessed and you just killed a bunch of innocent people because I'm almost 90,000% sure that that's the twist and I've never played this game. Uh, so I also haven't played the game, but I did <laughs> watch a playthrough of the game and I'm pretty sure, Stephanie, you might have just spoiled Personal Nightmare for <laughs> <laughs> How could you? <laughs> it's funny because... There- the actual other Elvira games, like uh, the the latest Elvira game, or one of them, like the Accolade one, the Elvira's Fantasy Adventure, that one's by Accolade, right? It's not even, doesn't have anything to do with these people. I'm very confused. Also, ooh, I wanted to bring up on this, Tyler, did you look at the discs for this game? I did not. So, on the floppies, it's elvira's horror soft so it's not even just horror soft it's elvira's horror soft i mean they licensed elvira and they're like we're gonna use it (laughs) yeah elvira's horror soft yeah it's like in big bold letters um man i love elvira by the way i legitimately have not ever heard of this game before i just that was obviously the plot twist i don't know it doesn't look like that's the plot twist it looks like the big bad guy is your dad oh oh and then because the, your father's wait. really always the one who's been poisoning you and he's also the devil 
Ah! People should hire us to react to things. <laughs> yeah. Stefan and Johnny react. <laughs> and uh, to all our listeners, I'm sorry I spoiled a game from 1989 that uh, no one has played and no one was going to play. <laughs> if you are buying this game, you're buying it for one reason, and that one reason is Elvira. And I'm not going to judge you for that. All right. So when you see my copy, don't judge me for it. All right. Uh, Any more? Should I not look at your copy with the blacklight? No, no you no, you definitely should look at my copy with the blacklight. Oh, okay. And then judge you for it? If you want. Okay. You know, you'll just find out what restraint looks like. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, what it doesn't right. look like. I'm going to move on to my game. <laughs> now, I'm just going to ignore... It's, it's Stefan's making a masturbation joke for any of you not <laughs> getting his subtle humor. Oh, like there's, I, there's, there's another reaction. Stefan is for the you. master of subtle That's another reaction for the catalog. Spot. What? Yeah. That's my, that's my... yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a game. Uh, and if you are listening to this, if you're following the, the tag I put up every year, we're in Halloween Gaming 2021. It's the first post of October. It is Ghost Hunter for the PS2. Now, what can I tell you about Ghost Tenter? Um, it's a third-person shooter, kind of, because you you can't shoot in first in third person. You have to go into the first-person mode, and you can also become like a ghost. It's it is like a weird game, but it's like they call it survival horror. But I'm hesitant to like really lump it in. It's like kind of this mixed blend. But what it does have going for it is one of the coolest, coolest, uh, um, like promo copies I've ever seen. Like when they, they mail out like the media promos trying to like to reviewers and stuff, they send out this copy and it came with a creepy porcelain doll. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's a porcelain doll in a cardboard box. that says like fragile and it's got blood stains all over it. The doll's got blood all over it. It's uh, pretty gross looking. And also, it's weird to get a porcelain doll in the mail. Thanks, Dan Gomez. Uh, he He's the one who hooked me up with that. It's a game that got kind of like middling reviews. It, it tries to do some weird things, but uh, if you've played it, it, it doesn't do anything particularly well. It sets a nice atmosphere. It does do that. Uh, it has some like good scary moments, but the actual gameplay is, is pretty middling. But it is in that PS2 horror survival horror genre and you know what that ps2 is like it's just a survival horror machine so this one's out there and you should buy it because it's like 50 ish dollars right now and it'll probably be more than that one day it's like already going like between 50 and 80 you can find new copies still for like 200 dollars on ebay uh it's got an okay cover it's got like this weird ghost monster but it's all in like like pretty tired looking sepia tones the European copy, I, I like a little better. It's like uh, in like moon tones, like that blue-white, um, you know, spectral coloring. But that's the PAL copy. It also has a little bit different go- different stuff going on in the art. I like the PAL copy a little better, but if you're here in America, uh, spy Don't American buy copies. PAL games. Come you on. You can buy both. Buy both. I just said buy the American one. Like it's it's not like the box art is so much worse or so much better. You should be like the box art on this sucks so hard. You should just go get this one. No, just go get the American one. Fifty to seventy dollars. 
uh, check out my post uh, just uh, so you can see what that doll looks like. It's creepy because if you look at the internet, it it's not going to be easy to find. So uh, I didn't know anything about this till uh, Super Nintendo showed me or uh, Modern Database showed me. Is it Modern Database or Modern Gaming Database? I've, modern Database. Th- okay, I thought so. And we talked about why we didn't love that. Sorry, Dan. Um, hard to find you. Anyways, yeah, check that out. That's it. There's not a lot to say about this game. It's like a middling survival horror game on the PS2, which has a bunch of survival horror games. Uh, also, Hooray. you could shoot in third person. I don't know you, what uh, you're smoking. This really no, looks like you, more of a shooter than a horror game. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, enough it's. About I it, don't. That's. It's what I was saying. Like, you, it's not. It doesn't really fit the survival horror thing perfectly. It has you switching between. Uh, perspectives in the game like as you creep along you can even go into like a specter mode where you're like a ghost it's it's okay it's an okay game what do you want uh ps2 exclusive i'm in on any exclusive Johnny. yeah it is an exclusive so that that is the place you're gonna find it that's probably the best reason to buy it right there next time <laughs> there you go it's for yeah. your fun fact uh, That's all I got. Possibly before this show, I figured out what the mascot of Amstrad CPC was, and I'm like, oh, I need to buy those. Those games are definitely going to be exclusives. Ooh. Always buy the exclusives. Always buy the exclusive. That's <laughs> your uh, CQ exclusive. advice from Tyler tonight. You know, good old Roland. <laughs> from Child Roland to the Dark Tower came, right? Hey, I got that, that reference. That Thanks. You can You can thank Kate for that one. Good. Yeah. Um, all right. Stefan, since yeah. you're speaking up, you can keep hey, going. It's hey, Johnny. Johnny. Let's, hey, let's, Tyler. T- speak, nope. sp- speaking, of, speaking of games that have atmosphere, let's Whoa. talk about atmosphere huh, Whoa, for the Super Nintendo. Or, or as some people call it, Atmos First Encounter Assault <laughs> Recon. <laughs> you, just, you just made me spit some water out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I almost didn't get that out. Uh that was a good joke. Good job, Stefan. That was a good joke. Uh atmosphere, no. yes, Atmos F E A R uh for the Super Nintendo and you might be saying to yourself, "But Stefan, there was no game called Atmosphere for the Super Nintendo." It's definitely not. And you would be right, voice. Uh it was a uh it only made it to prototype. It made it to pretty late in the prototype uh phase though. It's uh it looks like it was just about done. You can play it. It's one of those games that you can go on Etsy and buy yourself a cartridge, as Tyler is apt to do 100% of the time. He loves to do that. He, he buys, buys bootleg cartridges. Stop it. Don't do that. Download it illegally off the internet like you're supposed to. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it is uh, a, a looks like a pretty decent. I have not played it. Watched some videos. Uh, it looks like a pretty decent uh, platformer. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. It says Stop it says it's, it's it says it's based off the board game. I don't know. You're, you're like a kid with a yo-yo as a weapon, but the it, like the the fire distance is a little bit too short, so it makes the game kind of unnecessarily difficult. I have not played the Atmosphere VHS slash DVD slash maybe Blu-ray by this point. Uh, game uh, board game in a very long time. Someone who has should probably play this game and then at me and tell me if it really is based off the board game in any significant way because it claims it is. 
I don't know that that's true. I did see like some splash screens that were similar to the art in the board game, but I think they may have just thrown that in there so they could see it's based off the board game. Uh, uh, I, maybe. Did uh, How many versions of the game do you have? Of Atmosphere? Yep. I just have, I have, I have the, the VHS copy. Okay. So, you know, I don't really play that a whole lot. Do you have the original version, Nightmare? Uh, is it was that the was that the first version or did it did it become nightmare? Did it become my, nightmare? Or did it become because atmosphere? Atmosphere had a DVD copy, so that's how I know it's the later version. Huh? I'm pretty sure this was a a board James James Rolf thing had a video of on one did, of these, or maybe it was I the think, dark. I think Tower he did. Game? I think he may have done all like just like a done a VHS board maybe. game episode. I've never played any of them. I want to anyway, Let's get together. So, and play some uh, atmosphere. The Not cost, the, video game, of course. the cost for the Super Nintendo game is zero dollars, uh, or as much as you want to give someone to make you a fake copy. Uh, Forty and sixty dollars, depending on how complete you want it. Yeah, there you go. So spend that money on something, or 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 don't, or just yeah. download it and play it for free. Or be like me and be a dummy and buy buy a box for for your purple cartridge yeah, why, because why that's the most that? Halloween. Because I wanted to post it. And my Halloween games last year. Purple cartridge, a euphemism for. Uh, yeah, for purple Ganon. It's the same thing. <laughs> for your eggplant wizard. <laughs> yes, absolutely for my eggplant wizard because I'm Italian. Uh, all, all right, right, that's all I got. I'm str- stretch this out long enough. Someone <laughs> take the rinse. Someone take the rinse from me quickly. Okay, Tyler, back to you. This is my coolest game. All my games are computer games, by the way, Johnny. Uh, This is the coolest one, though. I think. Uh, Phantom Slayer for the TRS-80, also ported to the Dragon 32 slash 64. Hold on. Phantom Slayer? What the hell is this? Phantom Slayer. So it's a a 3D maze game by Med Systems, who is a company that, as far as I could tell, just iterated on 3D maze games for a few years and then disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, I don't think any of their games are super well-known. They made, like, I think Death Maze 5000 was one, and Asylum was another, and I don't remember the other ones off the top of my head. But Is this American? Is this, what, what is this? Uh, it's an American guy uh, from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, right down the road from me, an hour and a half away. Oh, you from your from your hometown, the, where you native North Carolinians live. Yes, Carolinians. That we all live here in Raleigh. in a yellow submarine. <laughs> um, so I think he's. I think the other. I don't know a lot about the other games. I think they're more like adventure kind of exploration and like I need to get the card and give the card to the inmate who's an axe murderer and then he does something for me. This is almost, it's kind of a first person shooter. So you're in a 3D maze with phantoms who are creepy faceless guys in robes. And they always know where you are and take the most direct path towards you. And the object of the game is to run around the maze and it's in real time, but you take like, you know, one tile at a time as you would expect a TRS-80 game to be. And you have to find the phantoms and shoot them before they find you. Because if they step on top of you, you just instantly die. Uh, and then after you shoot them, you can press a button and it shows you a map of the entire maze. So you can run away or hunt down the phantoms or whatever. And the horror part of the game, besides the fact that you're getting stalked in a maze by creepy guys with no faces, uh, there's no sound, I don't think, except 
when a phantom gets within like four tiles of you, there's just a tone that plays. So it's the tone that's like, oh, fuck, you're about to die. So figure out, you know, where the phantom is. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really cool. That's why I said it's my coolest game. I've seen it called both the first color FPS, whatever the fuck that counts for, and the first commercial FPS, which is probably debatable for a million reasons because the history of first-person shooters has all these different points. I I don't know. This is more of a maze game than a first-person shooter to me, but it could be considered a first-person shooter. I could not find a sale of the American TRS-80 version. Uh, there are two versions of the Dragon 32 version in the UK. The original release is just a text cover that says Phantom Slayer. Uh, it's worth, I don't know, $25. It's one sale of it. And then the, uh, there's a version that has the, the guy in the robe on it, which sold for $4 on eBay solds. Whoa. And those are the only two copies I saw for sale that had sold. Med Systems also made a uh, game called Monkey Kong for the TS- TRS-80. Anyone want to guess what that's a port of? Uh, 3D like Maze a game. Uh, y- yes. No, absolutely. No, it is a one-to-one recreation of fucking Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... They can't be getting away with this. <laughs> I'm, a, a it looks time. like they 19, did. 1983 is a different time. Monkey is it a different Kong. time? Curse it's you, like, Ken Kalish. Uh, hey, that is uh, that's Donkey Kong. Wow, yeah, it's straight up. <laughs> and he put like on the title screen, it's just like Monkey Kong by Ken Kalish. It's yeah, like yeah, here's yeah. me. If you need to sue me, I made this <laughs> exactly. game. I clearly made this game. No one else. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I love it. People, oh, good stuff. people were brave. Good stuff. I'm going on eBay. I'm looking for a copy of Monkey Kong right now. Oh, we're going to do it oh, live. Okay. I'm going to beat you to it. Oh, are there go. no copies? Oh. I, I'm not surprised there are no copies of Monkey Kong. So would you say that this is the coolest game on the TRS-80? Phantom Slayer? Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. TRS-80 has some cool stuff, Johnny. Yeah, it was a, that was like the, the Tandy, right? I had, a, I had one of yep. them. Yeah, I own a game for the Tandy. Yeah, I do too. Uh, oh, a game! Wow, <laughs> I own I a, a singular game. What game? I have a s- s- go good. And it it is like literally one of my favorite, most coolest games. Uh, like collecting games. Hitchhiker's it's Guide Poltergeist. to the Galaxy. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah, Poltergeist for the Tandy, nineteen eighty two. Woo! It's not one of my official games, but if you want to find it, uh. It's on the TRS-80 and could be $60, could be $150 if you get complete in box. <laughs> Dude. Computer, just, uh, like rare computer games, you can't even price them. They're just, it, yeah. whoever's looking for it today is the price. Uh, that was me last year and I got lucky and found one, like I was fighting with a guy over the $300 price tag and then wound up finding one for $75 and I felt great about it. Couldn't pay fast enough. And the reason, like, that's cool is because Poltergeist, the house from Poltergeist, uh, was filmed in the city I live in. So I got to go to the Poltergeist. Yeah, Stefan, too, because we live in the same city. Uh, But I got to go there and take a picture of my game with that house. It was fun. 
I have a tree on my property that's eerily similar, likely the same kind of tree, but eerily similar to the tree on that property. Yeah, it's haunted. That's what you're saying. Yes. Haunted trees. All right. um, Shall I go for my actual game, or do we want to keep talking about haunted trees? actual game, which is Monkey Kong. Yeah, Monkey Kong, a horror title by a guy (laughs) who... I mean, it's it's horror something, horror bull. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> got got him. Is that is that what we're doing? <laughs> I right got now? you, Ken Kalish. Yeah, got him. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about Master of Darkness, and I hope you like this game three ways because it's got three stupid titles. Hey, if I said Master of Darkness, maybe that means nothing to you. But if I said Vampire Master of Darkness, oh. then then are oh. you like, oh, I know that game. You're like, yeah, that's the one. But then there's also another name, and uh, it is, and I want to make sure I get this right because the, uh, the writing isn't great, In the Wake of Vampire. Not The Vampire, of Vampire. In the Wake of Vampire for the Game Gear. Out of Japan. Master, it's this is a Castlevania clone. This this is basically Castlevania. It's awesome. Um, the European um, Sega Master System game looks great. Uh, the box art, like it looks like a Castlevania box art. You, if you looked at that and didn't know, you'd be like, "Oh, that's Castlevania for one hundred percent. That's Castlevania." If you looked at the gameplay, you would be like, "Yeah, that's Castlevania," except that this person has a sword and they are. Well, uh, let me first tell you some of the details. Okay, so in Wake of the Vampire, that's Game Gear. Vampire, Master of Darkness, also Game Gear. That's Game Gear in Europe and uh, America. Those games are 130 for the Europe, or 150 to 180 for either the European or US Game Gear. The Japanese one in Wake of Vampire is like $250 ish. If, uh, and there's not that many cop complete copies carts you can go for like sixty dollars but I'm trying to just talk complete in box here the master system one if you want to find that complete in box and this is not released in America so it's European only it's about 130 but the European box art is so cool and the story is kind of crazy because there's all these crime you're in Europe uh, specifically like London and you see all these crimes that are being committed and it looks like it's Jack the Ripper. And plot twist, because remember, this is about a vampire and specifically Dracula. The plot twist is the murderer is Jack the Ripper. What? Da, da, da. Are, 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 wait, wait, you're like, that's not a plot twist. That's what we thought. Except that Jack the Ripper is trying to bring back Dracula. He's killing these to make Dracula come back and get his castle going. And he's your dad. Yeah. And he's your by the dad. devil the whole time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a dream all along, all the cliches. So go check this game out. If you haven't, this is one of those games. If you haven't checked it out and you own any Sega stuff, it's a game that's kind of expensive, but doesn't get any kind of recognition when it should get more. People always call it, oh, it's the Castlevania clone. And yeah, I guess so. But it's also awesome. So go take a look at it. the box art. If you're just looking at box art, it's got great box art on all the copies except for the Japanese Game Gear one, which is stupid because it's just a picture of Big Ben and, oh God, what's the what's the statue with the horse that's right next? It's just like merged onto there. It's like someone just got by Big Ben and like took a picture and they're like, 
Oh, uh, let's yeah, let's add some coloring in here. Purple and orange, yeah, cool. Like it's like a ga- a picture I would take if I was being a tourist, but for some reason it's the box art. It's like a real picture. I don't understand. Um, not good. The Game Gear box art isn't great. Get the Master System one. That one looks sweet. Also, the only thing bad about it is the Master System one. Like it clearly looks like the protagonist on the box should have a whip. Instead, he's got this dumb sword, and you're just like, that looks wrong. And it's because you think he should have a whip and not that dumbass sword. They even drew the sword badly, like on purpose. Like the person doing it being like, this should just be a whip. Like they, they couldn't convince themselves to draw it correctly. Uh, well, Johnny, I don't think I don't think you can change the perception of this game because it's just gonna be one of those games like, oh yeah, that's the Castlevania game. You have to make a popular YouTube video in which you you argue for the game and then you can change the perception of it because like uh Dracula X on Super Nintendo it's always going to be like oh that's the bad rondo of blood so unless you make a YouTube video that changes that perception mentioning it on a podcast isn't going to help Johnny I'm sorry no i i'm i'm not trying to change the perception i'm just saying that even though that's the perception it doesn't mean that it's a bad game go play it uh, why would I play it when someone on YouTube can tell me how it is? Also, no one plays games, Johnny. Fuck it. Come on. Who plays uh, games? That's true. Don't All play f- your games. That's fair enough. <laughs> Hashtag don't play your games. Hashtag <laughs> put it on the shelf and better yourself. All right. That's it. Anyone else want to hear anything more about Master of Darkness? Nope. 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 It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's an awesome game. Go get it. Sorry, did you see the price? Did I just not hear you say that? Yeah, price? no, I, it's it's uh, about 130 for the Master System one, the one you should buy. Get it complete. What's awesome the 280? What's the, what's the... 280 is the Japanese Game Gear game, the one that's oh. a picture of Big Ben. If you want a $200 picture of Big Ben, this is the one for you. Get In Wake of Vampire. Bad, bad title. Anyways, that's all I got on that game. That's three games for one. Huh. Well, then you're just done for the show, right? That's fine. That's it. I, I, yeah. Well, and I also did uh, <laughs> Poltergeist, so I'm I'm at four right now. So oh, wow. it's someone else's turn. Stefan, is that is that me? Is that my turn? It's you. Yeah. Oh my god. Why she knows she knows I'm podcasting. Why would she talk? Why would she call me? Well, I mean, don't call um, attention to it and just move on. That's right. Uh, so let's talk about Bioshock Limited Edition for the 360. Woo! Woo woo. Um, genuinely love this game. If you have never played this game, you should. But there's also better ways to play it now, like more uh they they yeah, did remake Bioshock collection. Such. Oh no. Yeah. They uh they made a PC version when it came out, Stefan. It was awesome. Yes. Um but uh, and actually the I think that that uh that version which doesn't matter is actually I think more expensive. The the limited edition. But anyway, we're talking about the 360. Uh, $150, 200 bucks. It's uh, one of the best first-person shooters ever, I think, right? One of them up there. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, Bioshock is one of my most favorite modern games. Uh, the, the, I, the, the, the reason why I thought that this was a fun thing to bring up uh, was the fun fact. The fun fact, uh, this guy came with a little Big Daddy statue uh, in which the drill hand was very delicate and a s- not insignificant number of them broke. Like almost so, all of them. Yes. So actually, I'm in my hot little hand right now as I'm talking to you. I have a unbroken Whoa. Big Daddy statue that I bought firsthand. 
at the time of launch. Uh, but joke's on me, because if you uh, essentially sent in uh, after you had received a broken Big Daddy statue, they would uh, send you a free art book, and that art book is now what is really rare and expensive. That sounds uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, because, you know, virtually nobody, you know, to scale nobody bothered to you know do that right <laughs> to, to send in for this art book uh so yeah they're like uh like 175 i think there's one on ebay right now you can you can pull the trigger for 175 but yeah they're around uh you know 150 bucks 200 bucks um for uh for this art book um that you could only get if you uh, wrote in after your big daddy statue shipped broken that's so. kind of annoying yes because I have mine also not broken. Yeah, joke's on us. Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. Art books suck. Art books yeah. suck. Right on, Johnny. I'm 100% Here you were, like, Yeah. Like, I got one with for, I think, Dead Space. And I'm just like, why? Stop giving me. Where am I supposed to put these? Get out of here. Uh the uh, something that I think is witty about that art book is because they made the art book specifically to replace these broken Big Daddy statues. So uh, on the top of the of the cover, it says "Breaking the Mold." That's kind of funny. Kind of funny. Yeah. 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 Good job. Good stuff. All right. You did it. Bioshock's yeah. cool, guys. Unpopular opinion: Bioshock's a cool game. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Is that an unpopular opinion? Yeah. I. Uh, I, yeah, I got all the trophies on that game or achievements, including play it on hard. And I think don't save. Um, I, I, I do love don't Bioshock, die. but even if I didn't, I couldn't tell you that I'm, I am legally obligated to like that game. Is it because you work at 2K? Is it a 2K game? It is, right? <laughs> it, it, it is a 2K game. Yes. Okay. Guys, the system shock games are super. So good. They are super so good. good. So good. Epic Mickey too. Real good. Real good. Anybody know the co- the connection there? No? Uh, no. Tell me the what, what's the connection. Uh, Warren Spector. Would you kindly do tell me the War, War, Warren Spector made both of those games, System oh. Shock and and Epic Mickey. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Would you kindly let Tyler move on to his next game? Yes. Uh, is Johnny going? Did my uh, all right. Um, my last game is the game that I picked because I didn't have an interesting last game. Guys, it's the Evil Dead. They made an Evil Dead video game. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Wait. You mean for the Dreamcast? Yeah, I know what you think. I could think of one or two Evil Dead video games. What do you mean they made an Evil Dead video game? They made six Evil Dead video games. The first one was for the BBC Micro and Commodore 64, also ported to the ZX Spectrum. That's what's interesting about this. It's the first that- Evil Dead game. It came out in 19... Uh, I didn't write it down. 1984, I'm going to say. It was three years after the movie, I think, which seems crazy to me, but I know Evil Dead 2 probably came out sometime, so why not? Uh, and it was basically the same movie, so you could just uh, the gameplay could just be the same thing, and you could have called it Evil Dead too. Uh, you play as Ash running around the. It's like a top-down view of the cabin, and you're there with your friends, and they get possessed by demons, and then you murder them with weapons that you find. That's I guess nice the of in- you. what? That's nice of you. Yeah, 
it's uh you find weapons like swords and stuff will spawn in and then you you hit your things or you hit your friends and they explode and i guess the interesting gimmick is that uh when you hit them they can turn into body parts like they'll be a disembodied head or like just their arms and they'll keep coming after you and that sounds cool but it's kind of cartoony and it's not gory so i did not uh i didn't think it was as cool as it sounds describing it like this uh in 2004 here's my fun fact in 2004 retro gamer magazine said it's fun for about five minutes anyway oh good fact huh that is that is literally a fun fact (laughs) in that it involved the word fun yes i did go to the wikipedia page for the evil dead for the bbc micro and commodore 64 how did you know um Mm -hmm. There's two on eBay right now. There's one's like thirty dollars as an auction. One's a buy it now, unsold for. You're, you're uh, there's one? sixty pounds. Um, there, is there going to only be one there after the show, Tyler? You gonna buy one? You buy one? Right I now? bought you the Spectrum it? version, Stefan, because while we're, while we're sitting here, the uh, the Spectrum version did not have a standalone release. It was released on the B side of a game called Cauldron. And that version is only seven pounds, and it seems more common than the standalone releases. So I just went and bought one of those. Seven pounds, that's only like $400. Sure. Seven pounds. When I was a kid, you like doubled it, and now it's somehow less, and I don't know how much. But remember, everyone, when you're buying British games, just convert pounds to dollars one to one, and you'll feel like you're spending less money. So I spent $7 on that. Good savings. Yeah, and we're just so not going to include the shipping and, and importer fees. It's just good. It's a good one. I like it. Hmm. All right, go get the Stephen. Evil Dead. It's a key movie that once the VHS sells for four thousand dollars, you guys are going to be sorry you don't have the thirty dollars BBC micro game. That mm. that is true. I am going to be sorry. Whew. About that, Stefan. Yeah, go ahead and go. Yeah. Do your last oh. one. Oh, well, thank you jump so much, order. Johnny. It's very yeah. kind of you. I'm going to jump yeah. order. Would you kindly go? I'll, rem- I'll remember this. Shush. Yeah, sure. Uh, risky Woods. What? That's risky. For the Genesis. <laughs> it's uh, a risky pick. Why? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good it's a fun little platformer there. Actually, it's not it's it's, it's pretty difficult actually, but uh, but it is a platform game. It has definitely some heavy Halloween spooky themes. I think probably primarily because it's really trying hard to be ghouls and ghosts or ghosts and goblins. You pick you pick either one doesn't matter. It's either one. Uh, you you even like start out with like no armor and then you like get powered up and and you put on some armor. Just like uh, some ghouls and ghosts. ghosts uh, would and you say it's a game where there are some flying red devils around, just like ghosts and goblins? Yes. Mm. And you uh, mm. and you throw throw weapons that you wouldn't normally throw, just like ghosts and goblins. You know. So like you're saying it's kind of like ghosts and goblins? Is it hard? It's a little as balls, bit like ghosts and, like ghosts and goblins. <laughs> it, it it is it is a little bit like ghosts and goblins. <laughs> huh. Weird. Uh, it's about a hundo, a crisp hundo bill. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I it, I don't like this thing. Does this thing have a poster, Johnny? Do you know? I don't know offhand if it has a poster or not. Yeah. Anyway, so about hundred bucks. Uh, my fun fact is I know the guy that made it. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Steve Weatherill uh, used to work. I uh, formerly I was at uh, Mobility Aware, a, a mobile game development studio. And w- during my tenure there, Steve Weatherill was the technical director or VP of tech. Anyway, the he, he was lead, leading tech, and uh, and uh, it was it was funny because I <laughs> I had just kind of accidentally like s- saw his name. Uh, in the instruction manual and then like put two and two together and just like brought the game into the office one day i'm like is this you <laughs> and uh, did you do this yeah so and it was you know this was you know back in the day when like like steve when i say like steve made this game he made the game like <laughs> like for, like it, it was all him um uh and uh and yeah, there was a, actually a pretty sweet picture of him. This was back when you know game devs were all rock stars, and and there's a there's a uh, a picture of him in the back, like shirtless with sunglasses, in the back of the manual. Uh, so I absolutely scanned that and distributed it all over the office, <laughs> um, which he was very appreciative of. Um, yeah, so that's my fun fact on Risky Woods. So uh, if you like Ghosts and Goblins, you've you've already played this game. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. What a what a stunning review you've given us. I definitely don't <laughs> want to go play Risky Woods now. St- stunning, stunning review of a of my friend's game. <laughs> it's got a cool I'm sorry, cover. Steve. I know you will never ever listen to this, but just in case, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I like the cover of the game. Yeah, it's got. A, I have like, posted it before thing. on uh, my Halloween games, so that's but, uh, a thing. Would Would you call that a dragon, a demon? What do you What do you call that? Not a dragon, I don't think. Maybe a monster, demon, sure. Good stuff. stuff. It's not not fun. Like, it's 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 just, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's definitely achieved what it was trying to be, which is Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, it's not as cool as Master of Darkness, which is trying to be Castlevania. And doing a better job. That was my last game. All right. I have nothing left in my brain to talk about tonight. That's untrue. We'll get you some stuff. Guys, okay, so I've cheated since we talked about Poltergeist, and that put me at four games already, and then I have, like, two, and I could cut one, but I don't know. Um, I could just talk... I could talk about Michigan. uh, So that's not the name of the game. It's Michigan, colon, Report from Hell for the PS2. Have you guys heard of this game? No, I actually have, and I haven't heard of any PlayStation games. All of them don't exist. Yeah. So the the fun thing about this is it's a game about a reporter and the stuff that's happening, um, you know, in Michigan, right? And the game takes place mainly through the viewfinder of a camera. And if you run out of film before you solve the mystery, the game ends. That's how the so that so you're a reporter, you know. And that's what's going on. You've got the camera on, you're reporting. But this game was not released in America, despite being called Mig- Mig- Can't Talk, Michigan, Report from Hell. Despite being called that, uh, didn't make it to the States. Made it to Australia, made it to Europe and Japan. Didn't come out here, though. So in Japan, it got like middling reviews, only sold like 30,000 copies. Did okay in Europe. Uh, but same kind of stuff. People say the, well, it's like an interesting game if you've watched any of the footage, which I've only done. I've only I have not played this myself, but it is in the survival horror genre, and it's a PlayStation Two game. 
And it's super expensive, actually. You can buy the Japanese one, which some, like, didn't sell that many copies. 30,000 for a PS2 game is like nothing. It might as well have sold zero copies if you're a PS2 game. <laughs> but it's still like thirty a $30 game that you can get everywhere in Japan, like, from all the Japanese resellers. However, if you want the PAL one, and here, PAL games are such a mess because the pricing is all over. Like, you can get the French one, and that's a little bit better than getting, like, the Italian one. Like, it's a little more expensive than the Italian one, but, like, not quite as expensive as the one from Spain. But really, the one you want is the is the one from... Uh, is the UK one, because that's in English, and that one's the most expensive. So the game can run from about $800, and like 300 to 800 And that is a price jump uh, from the last time my prices came out, like two years ago when I was going to buy it, and didn't for whatever reason. Uh, it was like 250 to 300 Now it's like 300 to 800 is the price range now. So it's a crazy jump. Don't know I why might go get the Japanese copy after hearing you say that, Johnny. Yeah. So, yeah, you should. Let's, again, like seriously, you can pick it up, 25, 30 bucks. No problem. All day long. The Japanese one is just called Michigan, too. So, I mean, I'm sure it has report from hell, but that's the Japanese part of the text. Uh, but it says just in English on the cover, Michigan. Uh, I don't know which cover I would say is better. Maybe the Japanese one... Uh, though the, the European one gives you a better idea of what's going on because the, the font is gigantic on it and it puts like the viewfinder on it and it shows the shadow of the cameraman and some blood and like some lightning. So you kind of get more of an idea of what's happening with the European cover, but the Japanese cover is spookier, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's definitely going to be like personal, personal preference here. If you like minimalism versus like in your face, this is directly what the game is. I still want a PAL copy. I don't have one, uh, but go get it. Very collectible game, especially in the PAL territories. All right. Uh, what? Why is it called Michigan? So this is a grasshopper game. Um, yep. Published by. Spike. I don't see Suda Five One in the credits. Goichi Suda, and he is a weird dude. So he's the guy who made like Killer Seven uh, and No More Heroes. He likes weird things. But I don't, I don't know Michigan. if he made, I don't know how he involved he was in this game. And he's just like, what's a weird place? You know, Michigan, not like Death Valley report from hell or Chernobyl report no. from hell. Just like, you know, let's make a I, game in Chicago. I hear I there's gun family, violence there. Yeah, I have family from uh, Michigan and they would tell you it's hell. Um, and they, my fa- like my mom's side of the family is all from Michigan. Yeah, they, they would say it could be a hellscape. So maybe they're not wrong. Depends what part of Michigan you're in. Um, yeah, the, it's the mutative virus is coming out of uh, the United States from Michigan. So, yeah, I, like I said, I have not played it myself enough to understand exactly the nuance of that. But uh, is Michigan where the CDC is? I'm making that up. Where is that? I, I thought, I thought maybe that, be a thing. that could be a thing. Oh, okay. Come on. That's uh, sorry. Walking Dead thing. Right, they go to the CDC. Yes, they do. I mean, the CDC is a real thing. It's not like from The Walking Dead. Yeah, that what? made up. C- <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> yo, the CDC isn't that from The Walking Dead? I was gonna say the CDC is uh, reports only on fiction, depending on what side of the argument you're on. Hey, hey, let's not talk about politics. All right, 
Oh, the, the uh, Japanese version is just called Michigan. I, did, yeah. I, did you say that? I didn't I did. catch that. Yeah, totally That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just called Michigan. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, go check that game out. So I, I said weird that, you know, came out everywhere, but here, and it's called Michigan. You're just like the game called Michigan didn't come out in the United States. Huh? Huh? That's Tyler, my fun actually, fact. Actually, uh, in, in Japan, it's called Michigan Fear and Counter Assault Recon. <laughs> <laughs> really tried to make that one work, huh? I did. I even fucked it up. I don't know if anyone caught that, but I said Fear Encounter. Yeah. I, I caught it. Don't worry. Okay. okay. I got okay. the idea. Also, God damn it! when you search for just Michigan on, on Yahoo Japan, you get a lot of results. Really? You don't say. You search for Michigan and <laughs> I really like, other want stuff comes up. A Michigan State University T-shirt for forty dollars from Japan. That's is what it I in was Japanese because that would be sweet. I'd be like, I'd be into that. Hmm. No, it's not. Nope. Okay. So as of right this moment, if we're counting Poltergeist, I've talked about thirteen games. Do we want to count it? I think we should count it as thirteen right there. It's a good number. Sure. Because I we think we're going to cover. The next one, no, the next one, if we talked about the next one, we're going to get to it in the next episode. So we definitely don't need to. I have a, I have a game we could talk about. No, we got 13. We're good. We're good. Okay. We got the 13. Go find Poltergeist on the Tandy. It's not on your fucking list. Oh, well, this list is not a complete thing. It's uh, growing and developing. So if you want, you can go ahead and add it. I'm going to grow it right now. I'm going to grow and develop your list. Oh. Why, when you say it like that, it sounds gross. It sounds like you're doing something wrong to my list. Anyways, guys, we talked about 13 Halloween games. Um, I tried to keep it together and not be totally weird. Did it work out? Yeah. Yeah. No? It's definitely weird. Was it weird? Energy was still weird? Why is this episode so weird, Johnny? I just can't get over it. I don't know. I've been talking a lot. That's weird. I don't usually talk this much. I mean, no. Probably means our ratings are going down. Uh, we don't get rating stuff, and that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> we know it. That's true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like <laughs> no one's rating us. Um, all right, guys, are you ready to take the collector's question portion of the show to the next oh, level? We're moving on to the second half of the show, which gets longer the every second time. Fifty percent add yeah. sections to it. Holy yeah. shit, we are we are we're doing pretty good on time. I'm proud of us. Yeah. yeah. So what's uh what's Tyler, you got that question for us? No, I always forget this part of the show Fuck! exists. This is the okay. part you added to the show. <laughs> it's a good part. If you had this right. is from Clearvis, if you had infinite money to buy one gaming item you've seen but didn't buy, what would it be? Stefan. Shout out to all the people who think I do have infinite money, by the way. Why do you have infinite money? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was not listening. <laughs> if you had infinite as, money to buy as, one as gaming item who has seen, infinite money, buy, what are you does. talking about? As, if, as, as someone who has infinite money, I was not listening. If you had infinite money, what would you be buying? What one gaming item would oh. you buy if money was no object? Oh, uh, I mean, I would probably honestly start like buying. Uh, Just one item. One thing. One thing. Nintendo. Does that work? Johnny, can, can you give that? us a real answer? To infinite this money. Infinite money, you question. said. Jesus Christ. It's a gaming Ooh. item, not a fucking publisher. Okay, 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 fine, 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 fine. Um, 
What do I want? Probably some like ridiculous, like some ridiculous arcade game. Like, like It'd probably be a mech game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I probably buy. I oh, mean, Stefan like, does have infinite money. What a surprise! He bought it. Well, I used to buy. It. I used to have that stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I'd probably. Yeah, that's actually what I do. I, I would. I would probably be rebuying um, all my virtual world cockpits because, like, there are a very select few people who have them. But if I had infinite money, I could just like throw that money at them and, and get my cockpits back, and then also be able to like have a and a more than adequate space for them. Man, I the the jokes I want to make about you being a cockpit is just yeah, just right there. It's right there in front of me, and I'm not going to do it. it. Is. Just just reach out. Taking no, ew. I don't want it. Tyler, you take it. What? Come on, Moose. Go. Am I answering the question, John? Answer the goddamn yeah, question. Answer the question, I thought, question I Moose. No, you know what? I don't want you to answer it anymore. No, I'm done. Oh my god. No, Moose. Um, if you had infinite money, what's the one gaming item you'd buy? I can't think of something that I've been prevented in getting because there's always like an alternative. You have infinite like, money. Because I have Fucking infinite money. No, because if I like, you know, if I can't get something, I'll be like, all right, I'll just get the cart, whatever. Uh, so my answer, which I thought Stefan was going to steal, would be a Sega R360, which was uh, an early '90s Sega arcade cabinet that it only ran like two games. It was like G Lock and something else. Yeah. Uh, but it like flipped you upside down, tilted you. It looked cool as hell, and the games did not match how cool the actual hardware was. I think. I looked at, I have talked about this on the show before, but I looked into the power requirements, like just the power requirements of running one of these in your house. You'd have to like get special hookups to your house, completely unfeasible to actually own one. Plus yeah, there's, there's only so many on earth that still work. Uh, and it would be super dangerous because it has all these, these spheres, these interlocked spheres that would chop your limbs off if you mess up somehow. And the safety systems ever, don't work. You ever play that game, uh, Tyler? It was in the fun zone at Farmingdale on Long Island. I can't remember if I ever actually played it, but I remember every time I went to the arcade, I saw it. Yeah, like, that's the, $3. Uh, I'm not doing that. It had a fucking attendant, and there was always a line for it. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, the uh, the arcade, back when they had an arcade that was worth a damn, uh, the arcade at Disneyland had one, and that's uh, I played that. Oh, you mean the Starcade? Yes. The Starcade. Come on, get it right. Yes, uh, the Starcade. All right, well... I've got an answer to this question, um, and it, it's gonna, I'm going to give you the most basic answer. Sorry, sorry, everybody. You're a basic bitch. That's yeah, that's fine. Um, I would just buy a Nintendo World Championship Gold Card. Wow, you're lame as hell, John. That is that is lame. That's dumb. Damn. No, that's like me I've saying oh, wanted wanted wrong, wrong stadium events. No, I've always wanted a gold. <laughs> I've always wanted a gold. I've always told you I think it's cooler than stadium events. I think it's cooler than the gray. I think Ugh. those are dumb. The gold one is awesome. Get my, get my, get my temperature. My temperature is rising. Yeah. Um, You're like, you know I what? would buy a cockpit, even though I already am one. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Do you know? Do you know who did there have infinite money and probably had a Sega R360? Michael Jackson. So I'm just saying, I've got the best taste. Does different uh, taste oh, in hold on, hold on. partners? Tyler just equated himself to Michael <laughs> Jackson, who is. Obviously, always been known for his good taste. <laughs> yeah, he was tasting stuff, all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, now we know why Tyler doesn't have kids, Look, because he's legally not allowed to have them. <laughs> Look, I already uh, legally disclosed this before coming on the podcast, guys. Uh, yeah. yeah you know, he's told all of his neighbors. They're cool with it. 
<laughs> They're just like, when's he going to get some more arcade games? I need to send my kids over there. No, God. <laughs> You're not helping <laughs> the joke at all. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I was having fun. Oh, man. Uh, we have another question. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Quick. Okay. What's more painful, buying 10 $100 games or one $1,000 game? One $1,000 game. What's one more painful? Yeah, what is one more painful? Nope. Disagree. Hard disagree. Oh, really? For me, it's one $1,000 game. Because the 10, I'm like breaking it up and I'm excited. Yeah. Each one is like a dopamine hit. You only get that one hit from the $1,000 game and I get the same dopamine hit from a $20 game I want. So, yeah. Yep. There you go. Johnny is exactly correct. The $1,000 game is probably better, quote unquote, for my collection. I would be oh, yeah. happier in the long run, yep. probably, with the yep. more expensive game. What? But oh, yeah, I'm going to get $1,000 games every Ty- time. Tyler just came option. around to my answer. No, uh, yeah, we said what is harder for us. I'm not saying what is the right answer. We're not talking about the right way to collect. Uh, $1,000 <laughs> game in your collection. <laughs> like, we're set collectors. Clearly, we've been making the wrong decisions over and over and over and over and over again. That's fair. As evidenced by our full sets, multiple. I don't know. Maybe not at the, maybe not, maybe, maybe I agree with you at the $100 where like the, the lower tier is a hundred dollars because then like the stuff is still pretty cool. Um, from like, if you, if you bump that down a little, like a level, like a, like a $500 game versus 10, $50 games, like chances are those $50 games are going to be shitty or like, like I don't, I genuinely don't care about them. That's that's that that's where I went immediately with the question. Is just like chances are the thousand dollar object or the thousand dollar game I'm gonna care about more than the ten lesser games. Yeah, so, I mean, I so, think when you get to the yeah the cheap stuff, then it becomes harder. But like a hundred dollars, you're probably getting ten bangers for a hundred dollars each. Yeah. So like back in the day, on, like back in the day, like imagine on Super Nintendo back when. Earthbound was like the $800 game, but sure. you could buy Zelda, like boxed, like CIBs, Zelda, Super Mario World, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. 2, Final Fantasy 3. What's the better purchase? In that context, I would agree. Yes, yeah, correct. See, yeah. Boom. Or like, oh, I bought Hagana. Okay, cool. Hagana, got it. Or I got all these other awesome games. Uh, yeah. Kyle does say uh, the $100 games, $1,000 games is harder because he has to convince himself 10 times to spend $100, whereas uh, when you spend $1,000, you could just rip the Band-Aid off and it's like, okay, I did it. And then after you did it, you could just ignore that all that money's gone, which I, ooh, that's interesting. is a I good argument, want, I think. That, but also like, over the past two years, money just doesn't matter to me. And I'm like, oh, all this is going to be more because expensive Because you have infinite years, money, right? you fucking bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to sound like one of those guys who's got, like, just money to blow, but... Well, we know, all like, have infinite money now, so. All right, Fat Cat Tyler, I'm, 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 I'm officially transferring the mantle. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, yeah, I, I can see his point, but I do also agree with Tyler that in the last couple of years, when the value of games is all, like, it's all, like, meaningless. It's, it's expensive or really expensive, so... It's like, okay, whatever. Like, if you're in this hobby and you're completing box and you're buying nice stuff, like, $1,000 isn't even, like, a good water-graded game anymore. Like, not a sealed one, so. <laughs> Sad, yeah. Can't get a yeah. Bioshock for $1,000. <laughs> you can't get a GTA or a Tomb Raider. That's our questions. Uh, 
for right. the day, guys. All right. Well, then let's move on to the part where Stefan uh, says, I don't buy games anymore, peasants. And uh, let's let's do that. Let's talk about what Wait we're buying and what no, we're playing. Ty- that was totally Tyler this time. Tyler what? was disparaging the pores. I don't think you should call them the pores, either of you. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you're the one who just called them the pores. And what's you this the us the versus them you're creating here? Yeah, no, I'm not creating it. We are, I'm not well, creating it. Hey, what hey is this? why is hold, everyone t- turning on me? Stefan, not okay. Stefan, um, not everybody on this podcast is a weirdo elitist art collector. No, just Tyler. No, you, just you. It's just you. He's a weirdo elitist. Here, here, watch this. Watch this. Hey, Tyler. He's a weirdo elitist. Hey. Tyler, you ever spent more than $10,000 on a game? I've never spent more than $10,000 on anything, Johnny. Stefan, <laughs> you, you want to answer you this question? Close buying a game from me? <laughs> Stefan, uh, care to answer? Uh, no, I've never. Did, no, that's not true. I have spent more than $10,000 on a game. Or a gaming item or yeah. ancillary prod, product like art. No, yes. you, you know what Stefan sounds like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what just happened? <laughs> I just. <laughs> How often are you singing Michael Jackson songs in your home? Uh, I mean, like in my car. Yeah, you know, beat it comes like, on. Criminal. You're just over there doing that. I don't like. I was like, I, I willed that to happen, things. Johnny. We were like too focused on me, and I'm like, I just willed Tyler to <laughs> to do something. You're like, please suck all so the weird. negative attention yeah, away exactly. from me. Exactly. Just like, <laughs> please do something, Tyler. Tyler bailed you out. You should thank. He him. did. Yeah. That was really <laughs> weird, Tyler. <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to disparage you because it was also awesome, but it was. I was not prepared. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about those callbacks, Johnny. Those callbacks right. to a conversation five minutes ago. Yeah. Um. What What's your favorite Michael Jackson song, there, guy? It's just Thriller. Okay. What am I gonna? I don't have fucking. What an appropriate I, answer for this bitch. episode. Thriller's what? a great song. I said it's an appropriate answer for this episode as well. Oh, oh, was hey. that why you asked me? Yes. All right. Hey, did it. All right. Guys, what what are you buying? What are you playing? Uh, Stefan, have you recovered? Are you okay to go? Yeah, I don't think I bought anything. Okay. I, like, legit, I don't think I bought anything. Uh, cool. Let me Hold on. Give, give me a second. Give me a second. Let me make sure. I, I bought a couple board games. Does anyone want to hear about the board mm, games nope, I bought? No. Nope. Not, no. Okay. Not uh, awesome. Let's see. Let's see. What else? See if I bought anything else. Um, <laughs> I just bought a copy of that game that I wanted to talk about, um, but you wouldn't let me. Um, 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 I bought a couple T-shirts, gaming T-shirts. Uh, no. When you, for it, like, it's okay for the people to hear that you just didn't buy something. You don't need to search for it. You can be like, I, I didn't buy any games this time. But it, I didn't buy any games. But I bought stuff. Okay, well, it's not just like I, I got my groceries. I did some dry yeah. cleaning. <laughs> I bought uh, a package of Little People uh, Toy Story ones for my son. Uh, he's going to really enjoy those one day when I give them Don't to him. Don't call them Little People. That's rude. I mean, that's uh, what I think the brand <laughs> yeah. is. That's like the name, Fisher-Price Little People. Pretty sure. I don't uh, I... All right. Oh, I bought a book. Johnny, bought a book. Okay, what'd You're you buy? In, you like books. 
Uh, first edition uh, as a as a Halloween gift for Kate. I bought a first edition copy of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, nice. Yeah. For some Thomas yeah. Harris. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now you got to go get the other books that aren't as good. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. What Red Dragon, Red Dragon and. and Yes, and there's I think there's another like a new one now, but I can't huh. I can't remember because I stopped paying attention. Hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah, so I didn't really buy anything. All right, Tyler. Did you, well, hold on. Did you play anything? Mm, I don't think I ever. I, I mentioned last time that I finished. Did I did I say that I finished Act Actraiser Renaissance? No, I the don't think Act so. Razor? Oh, so yeah, uh, I I yeah no because we talked about it because the Nintendo Direct got us both. Yeah, but I think we were talking on the day the direct came out, weren't we? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, so I finished it. Um, Actraiser is one of my favorite games, so I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess my 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 in a nutshell review was that they didn't they didn't fuck up anything that like like existing gameplay. Like they did they 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 reimagined the like the platforming elements just fine. Uh, and uh, but they added a bunch of stuff just to like make the game longer. Uh that I felt like was just kind of superfluous. And maybe that's yeah. me being an old man or whatever, but like, it's like there's like- value. It's called yeah, value. It's called bullshit. So it there's like a bunch of like, there's a bunch of like tower defense stuff now. And it's just like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. I mean, it was fine. I had a fine time, I had a fine time playing the game. Okay. Uh, but, uh, Fair enough. But but I, but I feel like maybe if you haven't played the first act razor, like I feel like someone, might have a better time having not played the 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 game the the original game and then only having played this as like a new experience. I feel like that might be a better. I haven't played it in like twenty years, so I, I mean, I like it. I'm like, yeah, I like Actraiser. That's a it's a good one, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember all of the details. As uh, we learned from that trivia, where you asked an Actraiser question and I did not know the five domains. That's right. Or you the five realms. Didn't know, didn't know one of, them. not a one. There we go. Um, all right, Tyler. What about you? You you playing anything? You buying anything? Um, I, <laughs> you buying anything on the show, Tyler? What are you buying? Uh oh. Okay. Well, if we're gonna go there right away, I bought a copy of Michigan for PS2. <laughs> um, that one has not arrived yet, actually, because I bought it about ten minutes ago. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, shipping is fast from Japan, but. Comforting Orange on the Collector's Quest Discord, Johnny, told me about the Radical Rex Wiener Schnitzel Pogs. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what they're from. I don't know a lot about them. All I know is that there are lenticular Radical Rex Pogs for some reason. And now I have them. I was the only bid of $3 with $1 shipping on them. I want you to know I saw, I saw those pogs and almost bid on them and stopped myself. Uh, but my high bid, I believe, was $6. I was really going hard on these. I, I bid double what they ended up going for. You were, you were going harder than me. I got a Half-Life 2 Collector's Edition uh, big box PC game. This is actually not the cool version of Half-Life 2, so I've been looking for a goddamn Half-Life 2 big box. Um, I, I don't remember the deal with the Half-Life 2 big boxes. I'm sure that they were just available in, like, Sam's Clubs and Costco's or something. Or, or wherever. Like, cool places got the big box. Everything else got the small box. The Collector's Edition is technically a big box, but I don't want the Collector's Edition. I just want 
goddamn real big bucks. But that's my placeholder for now. And uh, Johnny, I bought Lord of the Rings Game 1 for the ZX Spectrum. Oh, did you? Awesome. Uh, the Guild Publishing first print, which comes with a copy of the book. Yep, I love that one. Oh, I uh, uh, remember, Tyler, we talked about it, I think, on an After Dark, like, I don't know, four or five episodes ago. And I won the auction for The Hobbit and lost the auction for The Lord of the Rings with the book. Oh, no. I was very sad. It was the same seller, too, so I was doubly sad. Oh, could have came all at once, combined that shipping. Yep, I was. Yeah, this, game uh, is, is, this game is not rare at all, by the way. This is the no. first Lord of the Rings game for anyone uh, who's not keeping up with the collector's quest buying this bullshit. Um, not the first Middle Earth game. That is The Hobbit. Uh, but this is a, a text adventure, and there's three of them in the series. And do they all come with the books? Because I've only ever cared about. No, this. I think only that one comes with the book. That's stupid. Is it, uh, Why? In- in- Infocom? Yeah, Infocom. All right. Well, this guy? is not Infocom. This is oh. uh, Guild Publishing in arrangement oh. by arrangement from Melbourne House. Yeah. Um, in association with the Tolkien Estate. They're very proud to tell you that they worked with the Tolkien estate on these games. Uh, really, it's more of a book collectible. Yep, it's pretty cool. I Johnny, I've been playing Diablo 2 Resurrected. The new graphics look just like how you remember Diablo 2 looking back in the day. And the controller feels like how Diablo was meant to be played from the beginning. But it's aged really poorly and it's difficult to go back to. Thanks, modern reviewer. I hate hate everyone. I, I can't like I don't look go looking for reviews, but like they'll appear in like my YouTube thumbnails and be like, why Diablo 2 Resurrected sucks to play now. It's like because I I'm looking up Diablo 2 videos now because I'm playing Diablo yeah, 2. Yeah, it's like can't everything I said was wrong. You guys are all nuts. This looks completely different from the old game because it's like a trip, like the frame rate is so much higher. Uh, the controller does not feel as good as keyboard and mouse, but I have to use it. That's basically the reason I'm playing the game. And uh, it has not aged poorly. It's a wonderful, perfect game. Yeah. My, well, uh, go ahead. My, 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 the title of my favorite review for Diablo 2 Resurrected is from Ars Technica. <laughs> I quote, Diablo 2 Re- Resurrected Impressions, maybe not the best time to bring back evil. Thanks, Ars Technica. Very, very, very poignant. I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> they, I, I feel like talking modern about how, it, how the world's bad right now or something. Uh, well, Bliz- Blizzard specifically. Oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing a Blizzard game. It's, yeah, I, like it's I've seen I, a lot. I, as you can tell, I uh, I'm all about the art, and not the artist. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to bring back. The I don't know. There, there's a lot of uh, there's some social justice movements against Blizzard, and I'm just like, it's not really applied to all. I'm like. The turnover there was so great. How many people? It doesn't all need to be equated to the same thing. Also, like there are some people who were bad there, and then a lot of good people also worked on those games. So, yeah, punish Blizzard, the company, but you know, uh, a lot of people put their blood, sweat, and tears into that, and you know, just shit canning the review because of that. It, it, that's hard. That's hard. Um, but that's me. That's a difficult place to be in. I, I have I not played Diablo 2 yet, so oh, no. I want to. It's on my list. It's uh, on my Amazon wish list for my birthdays. 
because uh, yeah, I just haven't. I'm still playing Castlevania Circle of the Moon. That's that's and that's only like a 12 hour game, and I'm probably 10 hours into it. I mean, oh, Diablo, Diablo 2 is probably like, what, 30 hours to beat it? Maybe less. I mean, like 20 hours to beat it for the first time if you have no idea what you're doing. But people are probably like, well, it's not as good to play forever and just make it become my life like Diablo 3 is. And I only want to play games that I could play forever. Ending games is for suckers. They could do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know All if right. it's going to take over my life yet. I hope it's not, because Path of Exile became a real problem. This is the first computer RPG I've played since Path of Exile. And oh. literally every game I've played before them would be like, this isn't as good as Diablo 2. And now for once I could be like, this isn't as good as Path of Exile. But it is still a strong second best. And I played Kirby 64. It's fine. It's not the worst. It's not the best. It's it not it the sure best is a crystal shard. Yep. It's a crystal shard. What are you talking about, Johnny? Shard. It's a crystal shard. Bullshit. <laughs> Crystal shit. Johnny, just what are you buying? What are you playing? <laughs> You're just done with my bullshit. All right. <laughs> it's such a it's not even a joke. It's well, just why not? It's the weakest pun. Could be anything, could be anything Tyler. Make. Don't tell me what it is. Oh my god. Oh my god, what? You want to do this right now, Tyler? Do what? I don't know. I are you I was gonna just, have sex? Maybe. Do you want to come in? Uh, I mean kinda. All right. Anyways, uh, what about what I played? Tyler, don't worry about what I was doing because I don't have a good answer. You're like, what was the goal there? What was the plan? There wasn't any. It was just words falling out of my face. Um, I bought some really good games. It's Halloween. Uh, I've put my comic buying aside, except for these ones I'm about to tell you about. Uh, I bought The Last of Us Survival Edition. Hey, you know, The Last of Us, that's a game. It's like one of my favorite ever. Um, and I only had the basic edition. I was like, I should have a nice copy of this. So I went and got the survival edition, which actually happens to come with an art book, which a thing we've talked about in this episode and a comic book. It came with, uh, the first issue of the dark horse series, which was kind of like a prequel, kind of like the, um, you know, kind of like, um, the additional content that they gave you later in the last of us. Mm -hmm. So it's called American dreams and there's four issues. So I bought those too. Actually, those are kind of rare and they get kind of expensive. So I, I found a lot of all four of those. So I bought the Last of Us comics to go with my Last of Us uh, Survival Edition. Feeling pretty good about that. I bought the Grim Grimoire for the PlayStation 2. But I bought the Japanese version because it has a much cooler box art. I was just like, this is a $20 game and the box art for the Japanese one is way better. So I'm going to buy that. Um, I'll probably buy the US one too. Um, I, look, I'm not going to go into Tylerisms here. I, I don't care. Um, I also bought the rock of the dead because it was a thing I didn't know existed. It's a rhythm game and also zombies, I guess. I was like, what the hell is this rock of the dead for the Xbox? <laughs> I was really hoping it was a survival horror game about the rock. Yeah. Nope. It isn't. Um, um I would play yeah. that game in a second. Yeah. No, it's like got a zombie hand throwing up horns, holding the guitar and, uh, yeah, it, it's like a $10 game, so if you're interested in it, it features Rob Zombie, Neil Patrick Harris, and Felicia Day, all people that, you know, my age group should like. So I don't know why I didn't hear this before. It must be an awful game. Um, yeah, the seller accepted my best offer of $6, and it shipped for a total of $6.44. So, yeah, I, I bought that in the 
PlayStation 3 version was um, a total of $8.76. So, uh, yeah, I bought both versions. But that's not the best thing I bought, Tyler. I'm going to spoil it. We're not going to have enough for the next episode. But I guess I should just tell you and let me know, guys, if this counts. I I'm not sure where to place this. Little Nicky for the Game Boy Color, Whoa, guys. Little no Nicky. No way. Is this a horror game? He is the devil's son. Based on the classic Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> yeah, I like Little Nicky is not a great movie. Um I don't <laughs> no, understand why really this Yeah, that's like the understatement of the show. Uh <laughs> I don't like what the fuck is happening here? Why is Little Nicky a thing? Anyways, I got it complete in box. I was like, Little Nicky is a thing. I don't own uh, and kind of want to. It's ridiculous. It's a weird thing. I haven't posted it yet because I'm like, am I counting this as a Halloween game? I don't know. But also, like, what a weird, what a weird game to own. Little Nicky. So, you know, that kind of stuff appeals to me. So I got that. Hmm. I'm sorry. Is it a platformer? Is it just a shitty platformer? You know, I, I hope so. I honestly what have zero idea what the gameplay is like because I... I, it never occurred to me that I would play this. I'm not prepared for it to be like an RTS, Tyler. Uh, here we go. Be. Little Wait, why does it say Game... Oh, it's Game Boy Color? Yes, your favorite system, Tyler. Oh, I thought it was Game Boy Advance for some reason. All right. Um, this is a pretty late release then. Little Nicky yeah. came out in 2000. What is this? Is this an adventure game? No, it's a shitty platformer. Unless it's a platform adventure game. <laughs> yeah. Subgenre says it's boxing, which can't be right. I mean, it looks like it has some production values. That, that's not possible. I refuse. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell because every Game Boy Color game looks like absolute trash. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's Game Boy Color, so what do you want? I think it's I don't. It, do, it, do, it, re, it does not look like the worst to me, guys. Little Nicky's a us? hidden gem. Oh, oh, Tyler said something he never says. He said. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing a game I haven't played. Uh, it has, uh, one review on game facts, three out of 10. This game can go to hell. Get it? Four Cause little Nick, hey. that's a joke. Uh, there's an, a YouTube review that says it's fracking sweet. Uh, thanks. <laughs> game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know why I laughed that hard. I don't. I laughed harder than you deserve, Johnny. I, I, I don't deserve as much as I got. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's you know. I guess if you like Adam Sandler stuff, this is for you. I don't hate Adam Sandler, but you know, Little Nicky is not something I enjoy. I will admit to seeing it in the theater though. So there we I go. think I saw it on like a movie channel when movie channels I, were a thing. I know I saw it. I just have no idea what the context was. Well, you know, you can go watch it again. It's a good time to <laughs> tune into Little Nicky again to see if you enjoy it. I'm sure the DVD is rare and expensive. Uh, well, that's the thing to grade now because VHS is, I mean, you already missed the boat. It's the time to grade your Little Nicky DVDs. Oh, man. I, on the next episode, hopefully my sealed VHS tape that I bought will arrive. Ooh. Can't wait Look, to I'm really excited next. to talk about the game I bought today. Yeah, well, next time. Is it next Michigan time. for the PS2? No, it's way better. All right. Way better. Is that is that it? Did we do it, guys? Is that the whole show? Yeah. We did it. 
All right. Under two hours. What the fuck? All right, Tyler. Quick, let's talk about something else. No, no Tyler. I'm we, Tyler at Tyler on Instagram. T- that is wait, not correct. Default gen, default gen. That's um, default gen, default gen. Got him. Yeah. All the callbacks to just excellent jokes. Yeah. I f- figured I'd bring it back. It's Halloween. Why not? Where are you guys? Quick. Stefan. He's uh, Archon oh, Chortle. I got so much pressure. Yes. Archon Chortle. Yes. No. Uh, Art of Nintendo Power. Just about everywhere. Google it. You'll find me. It's great SEO. It's Art of Sega, S-E-G-A. That's right. Art of F-E-A-R. Yeah. Yeah, Fear uh, encased artificial robots, whatever the acronym is. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. And I'm Johnny underscore Ayuchi on Instagram and our Patreon. Hey, if you're not a Patreon, you can become one by going to patreon.com slash collectors quest where you can join for as little as two dollars but no more than six and you'll get access to our awesome discord uh where uh, at least two of us host hang out because uh, stefan is lame and doesn't join us enough stefan calling you out um Damn, yeah and all of the, out right on the show yeah and all of the people who uh are awesome and in our discord there's uh, a lot of knowledgeable individuals there we have a good time, lots of good conversations, and occasionally we do some bonus episodes after darks that if you are at the four or six dollar level, you will get access to. So if you're into that kind of stuff, now is a good time to join. All right. I think that's it for the show. Everybody, hey, thanks for indulging me on another Halloween episode, especially my two hosts. Thanks for for being with me while I was in my weird mood doing weird things. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, bye. That is our show. I hope you liked it. No errata this week. We're talking about Dragon 32 games. And, you know, we're experts on that, so I'm sure we got everything right. Thank you for the intro music to 8-bit, apebit.bandcamp.com. And thank you to the patrons, Richard, patron number one, Bowden, Canadian variant alert, Chris Glidden, Nintendo World Champion, Daniel Jacksvick, high-end collector, Andrew Brim, 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre, Ben Parker, a bad enough dude to rescue the president, video games were meant to be slabbed, Brandon Ackley, Brian Gupta, and Pocky and Rocky with Becky, Mint Condition, Brian J. Mora, the strictly limited super rare Bruno, Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson, Chris SNK, too many NES accessories, Morozek, Johnny's GBA hookup, Coffee with Mr. Saturn, Playing with Power, Connor Strange, The Last Game You Need for the Set, Corey O'Brien, Unpunched Hangtab, Dustin Beagle, He Has Returned to Judge This City, Eric Addison, Man of Nintendo in the World of Nintendo, Funky Brewsta, The Actual Shinobi, Jasonic the Kid, Jeff the Game Boy Ferris, Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shados, Lance Lord Hardstyle Z, and Lady Hardstyle, The Degenerate, Matt Fall, Mr. CIB, Get Your Loose Genesis Carts Out of Here, Funko Land Employee, Platform Agnostic, Red the Game Show, The Famicom Box, Retro Game Enthusiast, Vintage Video Game Connoisseur, Who Knows They're Better Than Modern Games, The Fuzzy, Sean the Gamer Collective, the new craft who can beat Mega Man without the pause trick. Previously unknown variant Tim Walker from the internet. Todd Fisher can't put limits on collecting. BG Collectaholic. The Millennium. Will Joe, keeper of the Zelda variant. Zero X Def Code. Getting the full PS2 set because Stefan won't. All caps. What a 9.8 A++ Benji. 
the actually rare bird dog gaming Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode, dropping the Mario 64 penguin off the map, Brandon Checker. That's our third Brandon patron. We've got a lot of Brandons. Still finding deals in 2021, Colton Murphy, a winner is him, David Green, Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show, Don Libby, the hero of time, actually understands the Zelda timeline, Jeff Pierce, he is error, Jeff Russell, Jeremy Jarvis, here for the Pog Talk, Jim Jacobs, world record holder of best collection, Joe actually plays his games, Champ Pity, Video game collector, nope, video game art collector because video games are art, Justin Chichio, Lateral Movement, who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up, Michael, posted in the Discord right now, Chiara Monty, Nick the Video Game Database Morgan, Homebrew Mastermind, Divertov, the other guy who collects Korean releases, Peaceful Games, Dungeon Master, Reed Stubinick, The Promoter, Retro RPG Podcast, High Definition 16-Bit Graphics, Stevie Lou, Tom Obscure Variant Chaser Chase, Zaventorian, he knows all 97 Nintendo games, Andrew actually collecting N-Gage O, B-Nugs, B-Nugs, Chesno, all your base are belong to him, Colby, he is Sinistar, Corhagen does what Nintendo don't, Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon, The Modern Database, Danny Gomez, the Philatelist, Dork Overlord, My Childhood PlayStation Idol, Game-Rave.com, Joseph Rogers got 50,000 on Double Dragon, Collector of Everything, including Atari, Kalen McAteer, Sam, Sega Mark III Marks, and Sean the Video Game Illuminati LaCroix. Thank you guys so much.